In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. This gospel text before us today is a text that teaches us how to die. So we'll start at the end. The rich man died poorly. Lazarus died well. We want the last stanza of that hymn to be true for us. For the Lord to send his angels and carry us home, just as he did for Lazarus. So if we hear and believe this text, if we follow the example of Lazarus, we will die well, as he did. And so what happens after these men die tells us how they prepared for death. The rich man goes to hell, to Hades, to the place of eternal suffering and torment, eternal separation from the Lord and his gifts, eternal death. But for Lazarus, the angels carry him to Abraham's side. Lazarus has heard and believed the Lord's call, and he joins Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the Lord's saints in the bliss of the feast of heaven. Although that's getting a little bit into next Sunday's gospel text. Lazarus is at peace. He lacks nothing. But the rich man is in torment, begging for a single drop of water to cool his tongue. And so it is to this day. Even now, Lazarus is in heaven, comforted with God's promises, joined with all the saints as they await the last day and the resurrection of all flesh. Even now, the rich man is in hell, suffering in torment with all unbelievers, bearing the agony of eternally dying, continually separated from the Lord and his gifts. But it's not enough to simply consider how things ended for these two men. We need to ask, why? Why is Lazarus in heaven while the rich man is in hell? Listen to what the rich man says. Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am in anguish in this flame. Yes, the rich man is in agony. But notice how he wants his problem resolved. He wants Lazarus to be his servant and to relieve his pain. He did not love his neighbor in life. And so in death, the rich man behaves just as he did in life. Lazarus was placed at his gate, but he ignores him. And now he thinks he rules over Lazarus. What can he do for me? How can he serve me? But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, 
and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. So the rich man cannot travel to heaven. Lazarus cannot go to hell. Heaven and hell are final. After death, there is no more opportunity to change, no chance to repent. And so the condition of the rich man's heart in death matches the condition of his heart in life. And then we again hear the rich man demand Lazarus to be his servant. Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And so it might seem at first that the rich man has turned ever so slightly to the plight of his five brothers. He wants them to be warned. He wants them kept out of hell. But there's something more this man believes. He thinks that his brothers need more warning than what they already have. That unless Lazarus goes to them from the dead, they won't know about the danger they're in. They won't know that their lives will lead to destruction. They won't know about sin. So underneath all of this, the rich man isn't really talking about his brothers. He's talking about himself. He is saying that he wasn't given enough warning that his judgment in hell isn't fair, that nobody told him that he didn't know. And how could he have known? He lived in luxury. Every need was satisfied. Every want was answered in abundance. He had money and good friends, honor and a good reputation, the best food, the best clothing, the best wine, the best bread. Clearly, God was with the rich man and not with the beggar at his gate. Clearly, God didn't love the beggar who had nothing, no money except what passersby tossed into his cup, no friends except the dogs who licked his sores, no honor or respect, no wine, and no bread. Clearly, God had blessed the rich man. Clearly, God loved him and was pleased with him. Clearly, God wouldn't pour out his blessings one day and then send him to hell the next. To the rich man, everything was clear. But clearly, as we know, the rich man was wrong. And to him, it came as quite a shock when he found himself in hell. But whatever the rich man didn't know, Lazarus did. Lazarus knew what it took to die well. Lazarus was ready for death, and he wasn't surprised to be carried to Abraham's side. Lazarus was ready because he had prepared. 
The rich man wasn't, because he had found other things more important. So what about you? Do you want to die like the rich man or like Lazarus? Do you wish to be surprised to be found in hell? Or do you want to be carried to Abraham's side? Now, be careful how you answer. Because to die like Lazarus means to live a life like his. And to live like the rich man means to die a death like his. Lazarus had nothing. The rich man had everything. Which life do you want? The rich man's life sounds good, but it ends poorly. The life of Lazarus is a life of hunger and need and sickness, but he dies well. But the greatest difference between Lazarus and the rich man wasn't because of wealth or luxury or comfort. Notice how the conversation with Abraham continues. The rich man wants Lazarus to be sent to warn his brothers. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. See, Abraham and Lazarus both know what it is to die well. That it is to listen to Moses and the prophets, to listen to the Holy Scriptures, to believe the word of God. In this life, the rich man had fortune and health and success and abundance. He had everything. But there was one thing he lacked. He lacked Christ. So the rich man had nothing. Though Lazarus had sores and hunger and need, he had something more and better than all the wealth of the rich man. He had Moses and the prophets. He had the scriptures. He had the promise of Christ. He had all God's promises and faith in those promises. He had the kingdom of God. He had eternal life. He had Jesus. In other words, Lazarus had everything. And Jesus even gives Lazarus a name. But the rich man doesn't have one. Lazarus means something like helped by God. His name is related to the word for mercy. He lives his life with faith in God's promises by receiving God's mercy. The rich man, though, is nameless. Jesus doesn't know his name. Faith. Is God's gift. It is given and nourished by his word. So in this way, the Lord prepares us for death. It is even given to us in the waters holy baptism when we are named. The Lord Jesus knows your name. But the rich man wants something other God's word. 
He said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. To Abraham, he says, no. But Abraham, it says, the rich man had all he needed, and his brothers have all they need, too. You see, the rich man is blaming Abraham and even blaming God for not giving him a warning. The rich man could not die by faith. He could not die receiving the Lord's mercy because he had not lived receiving the Lord's mercy. He refused to live and to die by faith. It is Moses and the prophets that create faith. The promises of the Messiah who dies in our place, who rises to give us life. This is where faith is created. The gospel is the power of God for all who believe. The very gift of eternal life. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so it is enough, says Abraham, that the dead rich man's brothers have Moses and the prophets. For with Moses and the prophets, you have Jesus and his cross. You have life and salvation and the forgiveness of sins. And Abraham also said, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. For it is not through miracles that the Holy Spirit works faith, but through the word of God. Sometimes he uses miracles to point to the word, but miracles by themselves do not create faith. For consider what happens upon the raising of another Lazarus from the dead. Lazarus of Bethany, brother of Mary and Martha, dead for four days and stinking. Jesus calls Lazarus out of the grave. But this resurrection from the dead, it doesn't convince everyone. The unbelievers and enemies of Jesus only become more convinced of their ways. And from that very day, they plotted to put Jesus to death. And so it is as Abraham says, that those who reject Moses and the prophets, who reject the proclamation that Jesus is salvation, those who reject what Jesus says, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. And so one's comfort in death is not found in miracles, but in Moses and the prophets. And this is our joy. For we have among us this day Moses and the prophets and even the apostles too. We have the promises of the gospel, the treasures of the scriptures. We have Christ, his death and resurrection for us. Now we may not have the life of the rich man. We may not always be full and healthy and overflowing with material wealth. But God has given us his word. He has filled us full with his promises. 
He has clothed us with the white robes of Christ's own righteousness. He has given us the forgiveness of all of our sins and the promise of life everlasting. We have Moses and the prophets. So let us hear them. Let us find in them the sure promises of God and all of our comfort. Let us hold on to Moses and the prophets in life so that we are prepared for death. And let us pray that God grant us his Holy Spirit, that we would, we would repent of all our working and striving to be like the rich man, to have everything that we desire in this life. And may our God grant us his grace, that we would be like Lazarus, having nothing but faith in the promises of God, having nothing but the Lord Jesus Christ, and having nothing but these, we will have everything. For as God bestows on us these gifts, we are prepared to die well. For not only for life, not, and not only for life, for everlasting life, for life today, to rely on his promises and hold fast to his word so that just like Lazarus, we die well. In the holy name of Jesus, the peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.